Welcome, all you icons, to the IndiePod Daily Show, where we talk podcasting day after 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 day. I'm not even saying day anymore. How are you all doing out there, wherever you're listening to, whatever you're up to, please throw it in the chat. We want to see where you're listening from, watching from, what you got going on in your world today. I'll tell you what I got going on in my world today is I have been running. I haven't been posting about it, but I have been running uh, at least uh, like the last like five, six, seven days. So I'm I'm feeling great. I'm feeling uh, like I'm getting back on track. Finally, it's taken forever to to finally feel like i'm getting back on track and uh we're, we'll, we'll get there step literally step by step uh is the is the goal um today we're talking about managing your social or managing your podcast's social media uh accounts and gaining new subscribers and f- you know figuring out how to funnel them back to where you're you know where you're going to get the most out of them which is hopefully a subscribe button but before we get into all that I got to remind everybody that September 12th and 13th is coming up very quickly very very quickly actually uh what do we have we, we're almost the, this is almost the last week of august uh, technically the full last week of august and we are rapidly getting close to icon 6 live virtual conference it's the 80s we're going to be having so much fun we have over 30 speakers that will be in attendance speaking networking doing the workshops with you i'm looking for hey sonia how are you good to see you it's been a long long time since i've, I've uh, seen you pop in the chat there hope you've been well um yeah so we're we're gonna have uh, an after party afterwards workshops all day the speakers uh so you get dressed up in your favorite 80s attire uh and bring the uh you know any any 80s related stuff that you got and and we're gonna have uh, trivia and we'll have stickers to give away throughout the events i'll be uh mailing oh almost dropped them mailing out these stickers to uh people who get the questions right it's it's taking place in a zoom room so it's it will be able to see each other face to face and we'll be able to do those workshops uh to you know team people up and at lunchtime we'll do a lunch you know we'll, we'll have lunch excuse me, we'll have lunch together uh, in, in, in the room. So anybody that wants to chat and have con- open con- form conversation and things like that, we might break it down into smaller rooms so people are going to have their own little table conversations going on. But it's as if you were there live here in South Jersey, a little bit down the street from my house, right outside of good old Philadelphia. Uh, so it's going to be a great time. And don't forget that this episode is brought to you by the IndiePod University, also known as IconU. It's uh, where you will learn to launch, grow, and monetize your podcast alongside me and all of the other members of our IndiePod University community. So you get access to resources, video resources, uh, weekly group coaching calls, and all like all of that. So if you're in the market for finding the the community that's going to help accelerate your growth, your business growth for your podcast, then this is the place for you to be is the IndiePod University. And this is, uh, this was probably the last week I will ask for a free, uh, for you to subscribe to the Indie Podcasters YouTube channel, go to IndiePodcasters.com slash tube. Um, we have, I think 36 last I checked, 
uh, subscribers currently. And with that said, uh, if you subscribe and you're, it's made public, we can, uh, we'll, we'll be picking one person, one subscriber to send for a, for a free ride for one month into the IndiePod University. So we'll do that tomorrow on Free Ride Friday. After, uh, I think starting this Friday, we'll, we might move to Instagram because uh, I got some things coming down the, the pike here. Uh, so he says, yep, I made a Baba milk drink vendor for online delivery i'm not sure what a what is a baba milk i'll I'll have to i'll have to google this uh let's see well it's a perfect time for me to share my screen and drop it out i'll I'll, uh maybe i'll have to google that a little bit later because right now i need to bring in our guest because this is this is training thursday where we do a free coaching session with me for an hour uh and we help move the needle on your podcast on your business so uh Right now, I got to welcome our icon, Charlie Cornaccio. Did I get it right, Cornaccio? You got it right. Woo! <laughs> awesome, awesome, Joe. awesome. How, how are we doing today, sir? I'm doing great. How great? Are you? Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing great, too. My, my shins are hurting a little bit because it's, it's I've been so out of practice, but, uh, but it's, it's all good, man. Getting, getting four and a third miles in today was, felt good. Felt nice, real good. Nice. Yeah. yeah good. Yeah, so 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 how long have you been podcasting for, Charlie? I started in May. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh you know, it was one of those things that I wanted to do for a while. I had um I'll just tell you really quickly a, yeah. a little bit of my background. I had a, a TV news background and um I had my own news outlet uh for about four or five five years. Um which uh which covered the area that I lived in, five counties of the area that I lived in. And it was local news, but it was very uh, video centric because that's really what I came from was TV broadcasting. Hmm. And, um, and then as I was kind of winding down and getting into like a retirement age, which I thought was really interesting because yesterday it was, you're never too old to podcast. Ah! And, and I've got, a, I got about six years on Ken. So, um, so I, um, I always thought in my head, you know, podcast would be pretty cool to do. You know, and so I knew I had all the equipment. I had the lighting, I had the camera, I had the audio equipment. And um, so I just got around to it. But I was trying to, I was struggling with what do I have to bring? I, I started off as a TV sportscaster. Oh, cool. So, you know, but I've been out of sports for so long that I don't really know the ins and outs. And I would just be getting stuff from local, from the media. You know, I wouldn't really be in the locker rooms. So what could I offer there? And um, then I have a cool story about an adoption uh, I was adopted. I found my birth mother in the weirdest wow. of circumstances. That is, that, I mean, I, how weird! Thought, how weird! Right. Like you happen to be in the grocery store, and you're like, "You look a lot like me." No, I was on TV, oh. and and one of my brothers knew that when my birth mother was pregnant, she went away into the hospital for like four months, and then never came home with the baby. He's about five years older than me, but he always remembers that. Wow. And he, he remembers his mom saying, I'm going to look for him. I'm going to try and find him. And so when he saw me on TV, he saw because he, he lived in the, in the area and he saw me on TV and he's like, this guy looks just like my brother, Robert. And his his brother, Robert and myself are just a year apart. Turns out my birth mother was having an affair. Her husband found out about it and said, either you get rid of that kid or I'm taking the three boys that she had at the time and leaving you out on the street. Oh, and this man. was. 
you know, 1954. It's a whole different world for women back then. A whole different world for everybody back then. (laughs) Oh, I know. Yeah, last week was a different world. But anyway, so, um, yeah, so so she gave me up for adoption. Here I am on TV. This guy says, uh, you know, you look a lot like my brother. I asked him what his name was. His name is Michael Cosentino. I know from my birth certificate, my adopted parents showed me my birth certificate when I was eight. And my name was Paul Henry Cosentino. And I got chills. I was like, wait a second. That's the same last name. And then, you know, through a series of, of questions and answers and whatever else, uh, we realized that I was the guy. I was the kid who she gave up. And uh, so we arranged a meeting and I met my birth mother and then met my brothers. I had four brothers I never knew I had. I wrote a book about it. And um, I, uh, I've been, you know, we've been, our, my family, their family have been friends ever since. My, my birth mom has since passed. Mm-hmm. But um, we're still together with the brothers and the kids. And, you know, my nieces and nephews play with or, or get together with my kids. And so it, it's a, a happy reunion, which sometimes they're not happy. Yeah. You know, because the parents don't want anything to do with the kid when they're found. Uh, but this was a good one. And it was, a, like I said, strange circumstances, you know, that uh, how, how it happened. People spend thousands of dollars doing investigations and looking for, you know, this was before DNA. And here I was, I wasn't even really looking for it. Always wondering in my mind, you know, where are they? Who are they? What were they like? What, you know, what things do I have in me DNA wise, you know? And uh, there it was. It just like fell right at my doorstep. So wow. pretty interesting. Wow, stuff. That, that is, yeah. How many years ago was that that you? Oh, that was that was nineteen ninety two. Wow, wow. Yeah, so I was thirty. I was thirty. Uh, there was thirty eight at the time. Mm-hmm. So I had gone thirty eight years of always wondering, wow. you know, what my background was. You go to the doctor and uh, uh, your history of this in <laughs> yeah. your family or that in your family. I don't yeah. know. And um, and then all of a sudden, in one shake, I had a whole history behind me, where before my history stopped right, right there. And now I had this whole history behind me. Found out about my birth father. Um, music always came, um, came easy for me. Uh, and no one else in my adopted family did it come easy for. And um, I found out that my birth father played guitar and sang. And that's what I did. So wow, pretty, pretty interesting, pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, that, so, is, anyway. that is that is awesome. And uh, so he says, what a story, Charlie. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. And she asks, thanks, uh, Anita. She, she says, what's your relationship to Pinocchio? <laughs> <laughs> well, we both lie a little bit, but my my nose never grows. Oh, so you got the good genes. Yeah. Then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but anyway, so so I was thinking, you know, maybe I do a one on adoption and talk to a, people who are adopted. Mm-hmm. And I found it so hard to find people who want to talk about their adoption because, you know, sometimes it's personal. It doesn't go well. And um, so then I just said, you know what? I know enough people. I've interviewed enough people over my TV career. Why don't I just do a podcast where the experts are the, the stars of the show? When I used to do, you know, interviews on TV, that's the way I always looked at it was I was the conduit. And the expert was the star of that show. Mm -hmm. So even if my name was attached to it, you know, that's the way I approached it. And so I thought, well, you know what? I'm in retirement. It'll keep my interviewing skills up uh, and it will also get some good information out there. So that's why I did it. And then here I am, you know, 
starting in May and uh, went through 15 episodes so far. That's awesome. So, keep it up. Keep it up. So, yeah. so what, what, um, in your, in your application to be, to be here today, uh, you put down that you were looking to get more out of your social media or, or at least handle your social media better. So like, are you looking for like tools or hacks or what do you, what, what, what would, what would be the best way to help you over the next, you know, 45 to 60 minutes? All right. Well, here's, here's my dilemma and you know, social media I'm fine with, I've got it down. I've had it down. Um, you know, since I had the, uh, the online presence with the news application, the problem I'm having is that when I had my news organization on Facebook, I, I built up 16,000 followers and on, uh, YouTube, I built up, uh, 2,300 or so followers and, uh, or subscribers. And so I tried to use them because I didn't want to lose them. You know, that's valuable stuff. And so I tried to use that and parlay that into what I'm doing now. But what I'm finding is that I just created my own, you know, just saying podcast with Charlie Carnaccio on YouTube and, you know, keep asking for subscribers and I have 11. But when I go to my HVNN.com account on YouTube, I've gained like 36 subscribers in the last 30 days. Now, other than, you know, the stuff we were doing news wise, that hasn't happened since 2019 when I kind of shut it down, retired. So I'm guessing that those subscribers are going to the other channel. And so that's one part of the problem. Mm -hmm. The other part of the problem is I'm trying to get those subscribers or followers on Facebook to follow me on my just saying channel. You so know, what's tell me and, what the difference between the HVNN and just saying is. Uh, the difference is that uh, HVNN was a local product, local news and information for a specific area of the Hudson Valley of, of New York, which uh, which was like uh, Westchester County, Dutchess County, Putnam County, um, Orange County, you know, uh, those those areas. And um and it was specific to a just a, a, an area. And I really wanted Just Saying or the podcast to be more national, have more of a national attraction. And so while I might still dip into my network of people that I know uh, who are experts in certain fields, mm -hmm. their application applies to everyone. So like the very first one I did was um, with a person who runs a PR and communications company called Philomena Finelli uh, PR, Impact PR and Communications. And the topic was how best to approach PR and communications during COVID. You know, when is it too soon to be promoting yourself when there's this pandemic going on and everybody's shut down? And what do you say in those to keep yourself relevant, you know? And so that was a national thing. I've, I've interviewed authors um, who are, you know, have a national message. And so I, I try and twist it to something national, and that's the difference between just saying and HVNN. The 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 conduit, the similarity between both is is I have a huge presence on HVNN, and uh, you know it's me on just saying. So so I'm going through, and I'm, I'm um, 
I mean, it sounds like just saying is trying to hit a whole wide range of, of target markets, right? And, and like that, that's, I mean, that's hard to do, right? Because if I, if you get somebody that's hooked that comes to one episode, right? And they're like, oh, I am really interested in helping children with dyslexia. But then the next episode is talking about like the, was it the Yankee song and adoptions and reunions? Like, right. I might not be that right person, right? So, and the way, the way that like, variety shows can get that hook is because of the host right so the host has to be like you're going to be interested in every episode because i'm here but it, it's a really long game that you're playing right and i know i know, I know the game personally because i did it with the dreamers podcast i had literally people from all walks of life businesses uh you know niches industries all coming together to learn from each other and even that right. was it was hard because people are like they're so stuck in like i want to learn from the people that are better at me in that thing that i'm interested in learning more about right whether it's their business that they're in our industry or something you know something to that effect like uh you know and, and and even when you inject personality to it uh if you look at like some of the you know the most popular youtube channels out there right or the rising ones where they're like hey i'm i'm doing the vlog thing and and but but they're still teaching you something right like you look at like a peter mckinnon like he did te you know taught uh photoshop and video you know adobe premiere tips for years like every like two or three times a week so he was building that audience of people who wanted to came for the lessons in that specific thing you know that specific narrow niche of create you know creatives at least at the very at the very broadest the piece of it um and and then they stuck around because they liked his personality and they liked what he was doing and they oh wow look he's going on all these crazy trips and he's going to the he's staying in the ice hotel which is literally a hotel made out of ice the whole the bed everything's ice you know things like that that sounds cool yeah. <laughs> but i'm yeah fun. right uh, oh, I, uh i got that where oh where is it uh oh where, where, i i know i have it somewhere uh man is it is it there we go is that one i should have put drums there. i have a i have like a gesture on there um so it's been a while since i've used that one so anyway you know point my point being is is that it's it, it's not that you can't build that audience over time um but it, it just it takes so much longer and the easiest way to do it is to is still to focus in on a specific target of people uh that or that are going to be really interested in those topics right so you know maybe it's uh maybe it's it's a, you know you start with like the adoption aspect of it but then you 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 know once you get establish a big enough base that's going to keep coming back regardless if you were talking about uh you know helping children with dyslexia or teaching your kid how to hit uh better baseball like that like that's that's the thing right so if you're if you're trying to target parents maybe parents, maybe foster parents, you know, uh, I meant to give a shout out earlier. I don't know if you've, uh, seen ambition, the poet speak at one of the, uh, virtual conferences that we hosted. He, he speaks for foster kids. Like that's his whole thing. He's a poet. He, oh. he speaks for foster kids and he spoke at conferences not just, you know, indie pod, but other, other ones that are uh, around adoption and foster, uh, you know, foster services and such like that. So, 
Um, so I gotta, I gotta hook you up with him. He's, he's, uh, he's great to have, but, but I think, I think if you really want that, you know, if you're feeling it in your heart that like, Hey, I, you know, should make things for the, the parents of those foster of those foster of those adoption, um, adoptive parents, like that's, I, I think that's awesome. I, th I think I think that's awesome. And then I think once you build that base of, you know, providing the the resources, like so that they have a reason to keep coming back because they're learning more and more about how to maybe how to deal with the you know with the kids or how to deal with the adoption services or how to deal with the foster services or how to deal with any of that stuff. Dealing with a school when you might never have had a kid before. Uh, I mean, I watched that. Do you watch that documentary? Um, was it Dad's? It, it just came out no. last year. Um, it was made by Ron Howard's daughter. Uh, it's, I mean, I cried the whole, <laughs> I literally cried the whole time. Um, it has a bunch of celebrities in it, but the, the celebrities are just kind of like telling their stories. And uh, so, you know, I was at Jimmy uh, Kimmel and uh, it's, it, you know, it's Ron Howard and Will Smith and, but, but the stories that they're telling in the, in, in it are like people who a lot of them are like podcasters or, or bloggers or something to that effect where they've, you know, they, they made their voice matter. So she, she took all this and um, put it into, into a really awesome thing. And one of the stories was um, two, two gay dads, had, you know, adopted like four, four kids down in Maryland. Like they went from having zero kids to having four kids. And then they bought a farm so they could go and live. Cause they all, they all, all, all four of the kids, um, they are all different ages, uh, had all kinds of different traumas in their life, uh, you know, in their lives. And so they, they bought this farm cause they're like, Oh, well, you know, it's supposed to be healing horses and the, you know, the farm life and stuff. And it, it's just, so it's crazy. Like, um, how like how how that that that's a thing right like you could literally go from having no kids to having uh, kids ranging from like four all the way to like 12 <laughs> and it, it, because you don't want to split them up you didn't, they didn't want to split them up you know right so yeah, so yeah. i think i think it's incredibly powerful what you what you think you know what you have in your you know in your back pocket with the per powerful story to tell um that i you know i think if you you know at that point i i might consider changing the name um from just saying to, to something that's a little more targeted to those that those parents those that audience and then like i said once you get them there like you you could bring in other guest experts right but talking about having a pr communications person to helping dyslexic children there's it, it's 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 going to be hard it's not that you can't build an audience you absolutely can and i commend anybody who does that but to but to even look at like Oh well, Joe Rogan has like you know Bill Gates on the show, and 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 then they'll have you know um, uh, what's the dude that smashes the watermelons, like the orange hair dude. Oh, Gal yeah, Gallagher on the show. Like, like, how, how do you make that? You know, how do you get that? How do you make that like transition? It's like, yeah, well, because he, he spent like twenty plus years, you know, building a reputation, yes. building a big enough fan base of people that actually know who he is that want to come right. for him, right? Regardless of who yeah. the guest yeah. is. And they're going to talk about cool stuff every single time anyway. Um, right. So uh, Sonia says, do we find our audience or our audience finds us? And the mm. it, it can work where your audience finds you, but it, it helps a lot if they know what they're going to get out of that specific piece. Right. They know what to expect out of it. And it's 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 also like one of the reasons why, like when you look at 
Um, if you look at like, uh, I, I always I always use this uh, this example of building the rocket versus hooking your rocket like to, like your rocket to like, to go up into space, right? Versus like having your rocket hook onto a star that's already shooting across or another rocket that's already shooting across the sky and then using that star power to carry you, right? So example, that would be like, I'm going to start a Disney podcast. Well, everybody knows what Disney is. Well, yeah, because they spend tons of money to make everybody know what Disney is and they may have legendary stories and things of that nature. So, um, and legendary service and legendary, all these other things. So you're just hooking your rock, like you're hooking your rocket up to that star, and boom, like now you're flying. But then you have to you have to inject your personality that much more into it because there's literally tens of thousands of podcasts related to Disney, right? So, and there's somebody that's going to find you based on your you know your take on things, how you set it up how you get people talking about a topic and, and bring things to light. So it's, it's not impossible mm-hmm. to, to take somebody else's star power and, and use it. Like a great example is that a good friend, of, a very good friend of mine, Dr. Jeffrey Barnes wrote a whole, he, he has a class on Disneyland. Uh, he's, he's, people consider him Dr. Disneyland and he wrote a book uh, called the wisdom of Walt. And prior to that, like no one would have known him or any of his stories, but he weaved his stories in with Disney stories and, and to, as a motivational and as a leadership book and bam, all of a sudden he's, you know, he's getting booked for like 20 grand to speak. Right. Like he's, you know, he's doing all these things. It's like, he didn't make Disney world, you know, he didn't make Disneyland. He, you know, but he took, he took the star power. He injected his own storytelling into it. And then all of a sudden, bam, like people, people like, I like Disney. Hey, I like stories. I like, Oh, I like leadership. Oh, I'm looking for those books. And bam, like now we're, now we're off to the races. Right. So, you know, I, I think that you're, you're definitely on the right path with what you were saying. That's what's in your heart and what you're, you're looking and you're going to get, so much more traction out of the gate. Like, cause people are going to say, you like, you always want to move the needle, right? If people, if hear your stuff and they say, I don't know, well then they j- that's a decision, right? And they, that means they didn't say yes. They didn't say no. But if they, if they, yeah. if, if you move the needle and say, Hey, this is the adoption, you know, adoption parents are us podcast. All of a sudden they're gonna say, Oh, I'm not interested in that. Or I am interested in that because I am, or you know, I'm from an adoptive family and I want to get into that world, right? I want to adopt kids of my yeah. own. Um, in fact, me and my wife have talked about adopting kids at some point when our kids are a little bit older. So when they get maybe, you know, six, seven, eight years old, maybe we'll take on an adopted kid or two. Like it's something we are we are interested in. So it, you know, you know what I mean. Like all of a sudden, like oh oh, that, I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind because when we get as they get closer to those years. I'm going to need resources, right? I'm going to need to know like wh- what I don't know. Cause just being a parent isn't enough. Right. <laughs> like, um, yeah. So you're, so you're saying that, you know, it, it really is important as much as people, uh, like myself try and steer clear of it. It really is more important to, to have a niche. And I've heard that, you know, you got to have a niche and that's one of the reasons I, I, I kind of, I put off starting a podcast cause I didn't know what my niche would be, but, as you're talking, I'm thinking about it. And one of the things I realized was, you know, the biggest views that I got, the most views that I got on any of the podcasts that I did, What's that? you know, which one it was, uh, it was, it was, it was adoption. 
27,000 views, I think, or something like that. Break the bell here. <laughs> That's of, awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> some, some of them have like 19 views, you know, or, mm-hmm. or you know, a, a hundred and something views because that person has a following, um, which I, you know, I try to take into consideration. But I think that, you know, 27,000 tells you something. Yeah, you think? Yeah. And, and sometimes we get in our own way, right? Look, I, I'm, I'm totally guilty of this, getting in my own way. Um, you know, like with my show, the Super Joe Pardo show, and I wanting to produce content for that. But right now, like that's not where all of my business focus really needs to be. It's right here on the Indie Pod because we're growing so rapidly, yeah. um, right. organically. I'm literally spending zero dollars on on marketing this 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 beast that's growing out of the ground. And you know, I need I need to spend time where the people where my people are right and and where i feel the most comfortable right where i feel most comfortable is hey i'm rocking a t-shirt right i'm talking to awesome people like you we're making an impact in the world we're figuring it out as we go those are the things that i you know while i love helping people with their business and solve really difficult technical problems and stuff like that what i really also love is helping people solve not so technical problems work through the things get creative and do it in a way where i don't have to wear a suit and a tie to make somebody else feel good about me Right. Right, So as much as like I, you know, love helping people with their businesses, it's 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 to a certain extent like this is where I need to be right now. I mean, literally is what I was thinking about while I was running this morning. Right. That's that's my where I meditate um, is out there. So there you go. Ken, what's up, Ken? How you doing? Uh, thank you for being on the show hey, yesterday. Ken. He said, put that title. Yeah, that was good. Put that in your title somehow. Adoption. Good. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And he says, plant seeds, make statements, post where your audience lives. You know, one, one thing I was oh. looking at, because um, I'm looking at trying to get better at copywriting, because that's, while I know how to write long posts and long form and stuff like that, sales copy has not been something that I've always had to do. So I'm watching some videos. And you know what? One of the tips was, go to Reddit. <laughs> And just read, find a subreddit for the thing that you're interested in, excuse me, and then just look up to see what they are saying, how they're saying it, what words they're saying, and basically just copy and paste those words so that your target, literally your target audience is is speaking to you and they don't even realize it. Yeah, right. right? right. Like, oh man, like I need, I need an explosion. I I guess I just smashed the glass on that. Right. So uh, (laughs) it's, it's little things like that. So, yeah, I, I, th- I, think, I think the universe is speaking to you, Charlie. I think, you know, heading down that adoption path, I think, is going to be powerful. You know, you, you have the story. Um, you've lived it. And, and you, you, have a happy, you have a happy ending with it, right? Like, as, as happy as I guess you could possibly get for the most part for, compared to most people that, that live that life, that have lived that track, right? And maybe maybe it'll sell more books. It, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, what's your what's your book? Your book is about. My book is called um, "How I Met My Mother and the Four Brothers I Never Knew I Had." Dude, you just wrote how to sell ten thousand more books, right? Like by having that pod. <laughs> you, like seriously, you just had how many people that watched that episode? You said twenty. Was it ten? Twenty seven thousand. Think about it. it. Just like five yeah. percent of those buy the book, right? Because you you promote the book at the end of each episode. Let's see, twenty seven thousand mm-hmm. minus. 5%. That's 1,350 books. 1,350 books times, we'll say 999. That's uh, 13,486 bucks that you'd have in your pocket without even trying. Wow. 
And that's just five percent. That's just right. That's just five. Is that five percent? I think that was five percent. Yeah, five percent. That's just five percent of those views. Yeah, right. It's targeted, and you're there. Like secret yeah. title generator. Yes, uh, everybody loves happy, especially now. Yeah. Well, and everybody should yeah, love that, happy. That's, that's true. Right. Yeah, that's true. Ding, ding for that, because yeah. you know there yeah. there is so much. I, I, you know, I, look, I've I personally have gone through going back and forth about whether or not COVID has been a good experience for me and my family. And I think overall, it really actually has been a, a, a blessing in many ways. Um, we've gotten mm-hmm. to spend more time together. My, my son actually knows who I am and talks, you know, and, and, and comes to give me hugs in the morning now uh, versus me leaving prior to him, you know, waking up and stuff like that. So to, to me, it's well, been let me, let me tell kind you. of a blessing. <clears throat> Let me tell you about uh, COVID for me, because that's how I started the podcast, mm. because, uh, you know, we couldn't get together as a family. We have family all over the country. And so um, one of the sister-in-laws said, why don't we do like a Zoom call on Sundays at 430? We're like, yeah, OK, let's do that. So we did the first one and, you know, we did it in our kitchen and the lighting wasn't great. I just put the laptop up and I was just like, you know, wow. And then I saw that you could record your Zoom call. I was like, wait a second, I can record the whole thing and then take it into editing and, and you know, dress it up or whatever. And then I started doing research, like I, that's where I found Joe, Joe Rogan and whatever else. And I said, that's what I can do. That was all because of COVID. Mm-hmm. I would not have really probably, probably still wouldn't be doing a podcast if it wasn't for that. So if you're looking for like silver linings for me. That's probably yeah. the silver lining. I wouldn't have been yeah. able to take this to, to the level that we're at now and, and continuing to grow with, with the indie pod community, right? We were growing prior to COVID, but thanks to COVID, we were, uh, you know, I was able to jump into action, put together virtual conferences, and then bam, 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 bam. We just continued to compound the amount of people that wanted to get involved and be, be on, the, on, the, on the indie pod train, right? So when I, when I signed up for the indie, uh, indie podcast community, um, I think you had 1,100 members wow. or something like that yeah and that was you know a few months ago now you're up to 1850 what? almost 1850 yeah yeah it's pretty awesome it it, it, yeah. it is awesome and and just to give um and i've shown this before but just to give like clarification to to what that looks like when we're when we're talking about like here's just the last 60 days right we we're at 1600 uh just 60 days ago and we're at 1846 right now Right. So if I, right. if I go back, uh, let's we'll go back to like, I always love looking at this, like September to now. Oh, September. No. Wait a second. September. Let's have a quicker way to do this. <laughs> uh, September to now. Like, bam. Right. We were at 426 September 3rd, September 1st. Wow. Right. And we have just rocketed and, and, and large part because of COVID, right? We had, these these people who wanted uh, to to get involved and and I was like hey let's let's put a conference together right and and I can totally do this like I've done ton of tons of virtual events over the years um, so we did it and then we did it again and we did it again and we did it again and did it again and now we have our our private our, you know our annual event is coming up this week which uh, or not this week September twelfth and thirteenth it's scrolling down below tickets are on sale now it's only ninety nine dollars for a two day event thirty plus speakers workshops. And uh, there's going to be some giveaways and things, so it's it's going to be a, an awful lot of fun fun things going on. And and here's and here's the thing, right? I didn't change really anything about the branding except for we made the change right here 
back at the uh, back in September at the last event, we made the change from Mid Atlantic Podcast Conference to Independent Podcast Conference, and all of a sudden, more people said, "Oh, that I I relate to that." Instead of, "I don't yeah. live in the Mid Atlantic," oh, yeah, <laughs> like. Right. And we weren't Mid Atlantic. That was the thing. Like, we had worldwide people already. Like, it wasn't even Mid Atlantic. This is where the event was. But that's how I found you. Oh. Um, when I when I first started, a friend of mine who was doing a podcast said, "You know, there's conventions." I just got back from one in Orlando, and and I was like, "Well, yeah, I can't go to Orlando, but you know, let me check online and see what's what's around." So I moved from New York to uh, Pennsylvania in October of last year, uh, Kennett Square. That's awesome. And so so I get on and I'm looking around for you know conferences, and I saw the conference which I think was supposed to be on the 25th or 26th, and I saw Mid Atlantic, and I was like, "Well, wait, where's that?" And maybe that's someplace I could drive to. And then when I saw Swedesboro, I was like, New Jersey, I was just like, I could go there, come home, sleep in my own bed, then go back again. That's awesome. Let me do that. And then I started following you and, you know, getting your, your daily updates. And oh, it's awesome. Awesome. Well, thank I you. Learned, I, I learned so much every day that I am on and I'm listening. And when you have the groups and the different speakers speaking, I pick up something every day, you know, it's which is, is really good for to be a sponge like that, you know, for somebody who's new at it, yeah. to get all this experience from these experts is, is really pretty cool. It, it is. And, that, and that's why, like, I, at the end of last year, I wanted to go and do a virtual conference. And my team was like, well, why don't you just worry about September? Like, let's promote towards September. And then sure enough, hey, the universe, universe always provides. COVID hit. And it was like, oh, well, I'm home now because I'm not going anywhere else. So let's right, let's yeah. let's dive in and make this happen and 10 days later we had the first virtual conference and that had you know a huge impact on on the growth of the community so um you know i uh well first of all i'm super grateful i'm grateful that somebody mentioned you know the conference to you and then somebody mentioned you know you go and find the mid-atlantic and and uh and because it's i mean however you know whatever the name was but more people identify with it so and, and it just goes to show you exactly what we've been talking about right for the last half hour is that your name it, you know it, it so much can be in just one word so this growth has happened and i haven't even started to really Really hone in the messaging for who um, who IndiePodCon is for, right? Which is realistically is for entrepreneurs. We've gotten both entrepreneurs and creatives, which is awesome. I'm grateful for all of the people that are here. But I think when I start to change some of the messaging over the next week or two uh, and focusing them towards entrepreneurs and creatives, I think we'll start to get a lot more people on board um, with right. the with the indie train. So. I'm I'm really excited about the the next couple of weeks here leading up to the conference and and even after the conference because we'll be doing more free virtual conferences in the future. Um, they'll be like this where it's streamed into a, the Facebook group. But um, right now, you know, it, it's all about Icon Six and uh, and making that mm -hmm. the best event that we possibly you know I possibly can um, as a virtual yeah. experience. So, all right, so let's let's go back yeah. to. Um... Because this is about me. It right? is. Not, not yeah, you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kid because I, I owe a lot to you for what, where I've gotten to so far. But um, uh, let's let's go back to you know all of those followers that I have on Facebook and YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, I, I guess if I'm going to, and I'm seriously now considering that you know I've got this gem of a story that is unique and uh, and universal. 
uh, in a, in adoption, my, my adoption story and other people who might be able to tell stories. Um, if I was to change that, um, do I just forget about the 16,000 and the 2,300 or is there a way, is there a unique way to try and bring them over? I would, I would try to bring some of them over. I mean, obviously you're going to ha probably have a very low percentage that are going to hit that mark, um, because it's such a niche, yeah. but, and, but don't feel bad about that. Right. It's look, you're giving up 16,000 followers for something that out of your YouTube channel has 27,000 views. <laughs> Right. And, and if right. you, and if you make that whole channel based around that, now they're going to say, Oh, I'm watching 20, you know, I watched that video has 27,000 views. Oh, what's this other video? I identify with that one and I identify with that one. And, I identify, and then, then all of a sudden you're going to hit that monetization button before you know it. And you know, you'll be monetized on YouTube because that's that, I mean, that's, that's an incredible amount of views out of the gate. Um, uh, especially when you yeah. only have one video that's hitting that when all the other ones are effectively duds. Right. So, and it's not duds. Right. It's just they're not. It, it, it they're just not resonating with the people that you're hitting up. So uh, what I would yeah. do is I would try to um, come up with a handful of ways that you can market it to them. Do you have an email list with the, uh, with any of those followers on it, or just the? Um, I don't think I do. Okay. You so know? so yeah. maybe shoot a short video. Throw it th throw it to HVNN. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put too much effort behind it. I would just, you know, do a couple of posts, you know, through to the 16,000, try, you know, see who who's catch happens to catch it. Maybe like one or two a week mentioning that, hey, we had this new episode coming out, you know, use it as like, hey, like also go check us out here. And this is all about adoption. Again, you might only get one or two percent of those people. But but the thing is, is those people that are following you that are really like paying close attention are going to love, love, love you because now you're, you're hitting a thing that they're interested in. Right. And, and they're yeah. going to get that. Yeah. Th they're going to get that hit over and over and over again because you're going to be talking about the same circle of things that relate to adoption you're, that are, you know, the, to, to that whole world. So. Those yeah. people are going to be like, you're, they, they very rapidly will turn into your super fans because they were already following you before. And now they're like, I love, I love what he's doing. I love what Charlie's doing. I want more of that. Well, I was going to, I started to actually produce a, a video I was going to put on the HVNN site just saying, hey, everybody. And I was trying to do it in a creative way where I had a box of like computer stuff. And I was walking out of the house and got into the car. And it was all about, hey, I'm moving. I'm moving from HVNN to just saying, come on along with me, um, you know, something a little creative like that. But I think, you know, probably an announcement video once I get this thing squared up and I know exactly what I'm doing, the name of it and, and the location, um, a video, an announcement video might be good to do because that's kind of in my wheelhouse. How many views you know? does HVNN stuff get generally? Well, when we were at our our height, we were we were about five hundred and fifty thousand views a month, you know, for stories that we did. Yeah, so that's uh, I mean, yeah, so yeah. okay, so there's we, we had a big audience. Yeah, so I mean, that's yeah, we had a, we definitely had um, yeah, because I know subscribers doesn't necessarily equate to how many people are actually viewing the stuff. Obviously, because you're you have right. a YouTube yeah. video that has twenty seven thousand views, but you said you only have a handful yeah, of we, subscribers. Yeah, we had. Um, we had, you know, we were counting unique visitors mm -hmm. uh, through Google Analytics, and um, and I think the the attraction was back then. The reason that I started that that channel uh, and that network was because in our area there was um, there was a lack of local uh, coverage, 
the newspapers were trying to cut their costs by incorporating like USA Today into their their paper. And so it would be four or five sections of na of national news and one local section. And then on top of that, nobody, nobody in our area was doing video stories. Mm. And so we would write the story and then pop the video in there as well. And video drives the bus. Yeah. You know, uh, when you put a video up, especially back then in 2013, when we started, it was, you know, very attractive. And so we were able to get sponsorship, you know, uh, pretty high level sponsors and, um, you know, and do all that thing. But then, you know, after a while they caught up, which I was fine with, you know, my whole thing was, I want to change the culture. I want to change the landscape. I want to push the, the envelope. And, and I did because they were all trying to keep up with us. These are, you know, big newspapers that have been around for like hundreds of years. Right. Uh, and they were starting to get into the technology and hiring young kids out of college mm -hmm. who knew that stuff, that technology to be able to do and compete with what we were doing. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I think that I achieved what I wanted to achieve in some aspects. But, yeah. um, you know, so so that's that's um, that's a lot of uh, food for thought. <clears throat> the other thing I did was um, just really quickly. I'll tell you, I, I, I made season one because uh, I had a couple of video projects that I, I picked up in New York. I still do some video work, you know, and I have some, some clients who, who call me from time to time. And I knew that I was going to have to get these videos done in the next two weeks and to try and do these videos and also do podcasts and edit those. It was like, you know, just going to be cr crazy trying to, manage everything yeah so i i decided well you know what i've been watching a lot of netflix with uh covid and you know they'll have like 10 episodes a season or 12 episodes a season i have 14 episodes well that's the end that's season one hey everybody <laughs> so episode 15 was a recap with little snippets from each episode and that was my season one to give me a little bit of a breather so i can get these other videos done and then hop on to season two so what i might do because I've got guests lined up and some, I um, interviewed uh, Jody Krangler. Oh, I love Jody. Uh, yesterday, yesterday. Yeah, she's great. <clears throat> and I uh, interviewed her yesterday. But um, so what I might do is do a season, one more season of just saying while I'm working on the, you know, the specifics of an adoption type of themed podcast. Yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah. If you, if you don't feel, um, cause either, I mean, either way, getting in extra reps doesn't hurt. Right. So, um, getting, right. getting extra opportunities to, to do it. And if you have the bandwidth to do it, I don't, I don't think it's a terrible idea. Um, but I, I think once you start the adoption thing, I think you're going to find real quick that like, that's, that's where you're going to end up spending a lot of your time. Cause you're going to get a lot of traffic out of that. And like I said, I want to hook you mm -hmm. uh, obviously, uh, Reverend, Ken Blanchard wants to have you on his show uh, to help you gain more. So get get that you got to get that uh, title and 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 site up and running, um, and uh, you know get it all get it all get your artwork together and all that. But I you know I I'm excited. What's the name of your book, by the way? How I Met My Mother and the Four Brothers I Never Knew I Had. Long title, but um, <clears throat> it's uh, it, it's it's pretty fantastic. One of one of the um, one of the things that happened in this whole scheme of things was I and my brothers crossed paths like six or seven times. And, and here's an example. I was working in Nourishell, New York at a, um, at a laboratory, right? And <clears throat> at lunchtime on that street, 
all the factories would all go to lunch at the same time. Whistle blows, everybody filters out into the street. I found out that my birth father worked right across the street at Neptune Movers, same time that I was working there. So we must have filtered out onto the street at the same time. That, that's, that's one. The other one is when I met my, my birth mother at her apartment, I'm walking around her apartment. I look out the window and I see this baseball field. When I was at the Nourishell business, I was working at White Cross Labs. They had an industrial softball team that I played on. We played on that field. And my birth mother lived in the fourth floor of the apartment that sat in left field of that field. So, you know, so I was, there were so many instances where our paths crossed, but it just wasn't the right time. Yeah. You know, I'm a firm believer that God decided uh, I got to wait until timing is right. And then you guys meet each other and, and it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to it might not have been so good if we met earlier. You know, did you watch um, Identical uh, so- Strangers? Yes. Yeah, it was it was the three yeah. identical strangers or identical strangers? Three 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 brothers. Three, yeah, it was the, right? about the three brothers. Yeah, that was uh Yeah, a little a little bit of a sad story, but yeah, uh, amazing. Yeah. Just amazing. Incredible story. Yeah. Um yeah, I definitely recommend you check that out if you if you haven't watched that. Um but but yeah, anyway, um what else? What else can I what can I do for you in the in the time remaining? I think that's, you know, that's that's my big thing is whether I bite the bullet on all of those followers that I built up over five years and kind of clean the slate um, or is there a way to transfer them over? And I think that the answer is let them know. I got to kind of bite the bite the bullet, let them know, and maybe I'll jumpstart it a little bit better than if I just started from scratch, uh, get a few to come over. Um, but that's really, you know, other than that, equipment wise. I was having trouble initially, you know, trying to get this thing to work and everything and thinking about, uh, you know, lighting was was uh, was I was still I'm not happy with um, using the camera from this laptop because I've got some really serious cameras, you know, good stuff. Mm -hmm. And I can't seem to the laptop doesn't recognize for whatever reason, it's not recognizing the camera Uh, in the drop down. The only drop down is for the Lenovo laptop. And that's it. So that's driving me a little nuts. What uh, what can't you uh, know? What camera camera model you got? I got a, an NX3, a Sony NX3. NX3. And uh, and I got a JVC 4K. Uh, I don't know what the model number is. Hmm. Let's share that. It's a yeah. beefy looking camera there. Yeah, it's you know it's great. It's it's served me well. It shoots really well. Uh, takes a great picture. Um, better than you know uh, an iPhone camera, a, a laptop camera could do. Yeah. But uh, you know, so I I tried to figure out ways. I've got an HDMI input here, HDMI output there. I set the settings. I did everything I was supposed to do. I researched. I went into a, an NX3 community on facebook and ask them nobody seems to know the answer do you so, so i mean this has hdmi out right i assume yeah, yes so yes, so do does. you have an hdmi in capture card uh yes you do which one yes, do you have because, because oh i don't know i don't know that so uh um, i mean the easiest the used ones are from elgato um so like the uh, gato cam link 4k um it runs a hundred bucks normally, but it's been a little hard to find thanks to COVID. Um, 
And basically what you would do is you take, just go right HDMI out right into the little adapter. See this adapter right here. Uh, and then yep. that'll show up as a, um, you know, as a um, webcam option. The thing is, is I don't know if that NX3 has a clean HDMI out. Do you know if it, it probably oh, does? Oh, it does. Because you probably could go oh, to a recorder. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yep. So, yeah. So that because I, I've I've never I've never hooked it up to, like when I was doing productions on um on location productions, mm -hmm. we would hook it we would hook it HDMI to HDMI input on a monitor. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked it worked beautifully. Right. But I never tried to do it into the laptop. So. Yeah. So you need you need something like this. Um. There's other capture cards that you can get. Some of them are like twenty bucks they're not bad not great but like if you want the, like the best of the best like it's a hundred bucks and it'll allow you yeah. to plug in any camera straight into your computer and use it i mean you can see like here's the difference from my man um frank p uh i watch i actually watch his stuff on youtube um so uh, you know uh -huh. webcam versus the dslr right it's, it's like night and day and i mean even this is oh yeah so i i'm not using that currently i have one but i i'm not using it because the camera that i'm using doesn't have a clean hdmi output unless you do manual uh focus which i did not want to use because i sometimes i move mm -hmm. around a little bit and you know i wanted to right, to true. be able to you know focus yeah. and stuff so um so yeah, so it's so that works. That so that works as the interface. It it converts it so that the laptop will recognize yep. it as another input. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Right. It'll do okay. exactly what Good. you're looking for. Uh, so then all you have to do is just like he had, like this guy had it there is throw it on a tripod, you know, behind your computer, uh, or use yeah. like an arm. Like I use an arm attached to. I have like a monitor arm base mount, so I I have it attached to that, and then sits up on top just above the monitor. So when I look. Like right here, it looks like I'm looking like pretty much right at yes. the camera. Um, though I actually have it kind of angled down a little bit. So even if I just look straight forward, it's still not so disconnected. It looks like I'm just looking straight forward through the monitor. Yeah. Um, right. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's great. Like I said, I, I at some point when I get a newer camera that is um, that has clean HDMI out, I will probably switch that because it'll be a higher res than this, which is not even, I think this is like barely 720p, um, but it's yeah. but it's USB. So it's it's like literally one USB cord and a, p a small piece of software that makes it recognized as a, as a webcam plugged in. Mm -hmm. So that's something they added yeah. because of COVID. <laughs> they would have never had this, I, you know, I still wouldn't be using this if, <laughs> if COVID didn't hit because they wouldn't have had, you know, created the software from Canon to do this. Um, yep. Actually, no, there's a software to do it. It's called Sparko Cam or something. But I wouldn't have um, paid $60 for it, honestly. Oh, but now this yeah. is free, and it works pretty oh. darn well. So, I, uh, you know, even though I bought a Cam Link because it was available at the time, um, right? you know, I, I, won't, I won't be using it anytime soon unless I get a new yeah. camera at some point. I'll, I'll look at that, yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah, that uh, that'll that that'll fix your problem yeah. though. Like you just pop that that baby in there, install the software off of Algado's website, and you just got yourself a way better looking webcam. Um, actually, I mean the cam right. that you have isn't bad. It's a, you know obviously it's a little soft, but uh, it'll be a lot yeah. better when you when you hook up that yeah. camera. Because when I bring it into editing, um, I've got to I got to use a sharpening filter 
to crisp it up a little yeah. bit, you know, get it a little tighter because it, it is soft. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, you, but, know, it, you know, it's, it's all good luck. Content is king, right? So that's what people are looking for. Not it, it, that's the, true, yeah. having a little soft, having the audio sound, not like the 110% out of NPR studios is not going to make a difference right. as long as it's the audio is not hurting my, my ears and the content. Well, one, of, one of the adage, one of the adages that I always had, and I was told everybody in our group, was you know we're we're in the business of video but audio drives oh bus. yeah because you can have you can have great video and bad audio and it just won't work yep. people won't watch it but if you have not so good video but great audio people will hang with it yep. you know and that's so that's a rule of thumb audio is the most important thing audio audio absolutely is king it's it's it's, it's super yeah. important to uh for people to to hear uh to get the right you yep. know messaging and stuff so I, you know, couldn't agree more. I always, I always say like, look, you get, you got like, uh, in, you know, well, you know, where you're in Philly now, right? We have like four sports talk radio stations that were all, you know, one's owned by CBS, you know, $30 billion company relying on people to pick up their cell phone and call into the radio station to give their that's opinions. Right. Cell phones, oh, I think that's yeah. Never sounds great, but it's, it, it's an, it's right. good enough to get through, to get the, the message across. And as long as it's again, not hurting your voice, you know, hurting your ears, it's good yeah. enough. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So anything yeah. above that is, you know, kind of expected as you get bigger, but it's, uh, it's whatever you, you, you do what you got to do. Get the, co the content is king. Get that. That matters the most right out of the gate. Right. So, yeah, Charlie, thank Good. you. Thank you so much for taking the time today. No, thank you. This was awesome. You know, I really looking forward to talking with you. We, we've messaged each other and I've popped in on, on some of these, uh, with messages, but we've never actually been face kind of face to face. Yeah. So uh, I just want to let you know, I appreciate you to the nth degree of what you're doing and what you provide to the community. I'm sure everybody else does as well. Uh, what a great service you're providing. You really well, are. Thank you. I, I, I really, really appreciate that. And uh, this is, this is just the beginning. I, I got a bunch of ideas of how I can, you know, amp that up going forward. Now that I'm, I'm, I'm going to get out of my own way and stop <laughs> trying to split my uh, attention. So we're going to, hopefully I, hopefully the community can help me stay, uh, stay on track with that. I, I, I appreciate it. And comments like that mean the world to me, Charlie. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yes. Yes. I'm looking forward to it. We'll be face to face then as well. I mean, not face to face, yeah, literally. I, you know, I, right, I wanted yeah. to do the backyard I'm thing, giving, but I, I'm giving up a wiffle ball tournament up in New York for that. Oh, so. you serious? Just, just so you know. Just so wow. you know. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I love wiffle ball, man. We play in the backyard all the time. I can't wait till my kids get old enough that we can play wiffle ball in the backyard. Yeah. Well, this is just like a bunch of us guys from high school mm -hmm. uh, taking over, you know, the, pl the playground. And once a year, they get together and, uh, and have this big wiffle ball tournament. So ah, awesome. uh, it's just fun to get together and, you know, exchange ideas and, and talk about the old times and all that stuff. How good we used to be. You know? so. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Anyway. So I'm looking forward to the conference. That's that's really going to be awesome. Yeah, and for anybody who doesn't know, September 12th and 13th, Indie PodCon 
Number six, it will be virtual speakers all day long. We got workshops. We got, uh, we'll be sharing lunches together. We have uh, the after party where we'll, you know, be chatting and, and talking. We have uh, trivia questions based in the 80s because this is an 80s themed event that you will want to make sure you break out your 80s attire and accessories for. I'm looking forward to it. I wanted to, I wanted to spice it up, right? Like I know everybody keeps saying, if I had to do yeah. another Zoom call, I'm going to go out of my my mind well i wanted to make something that was like hey we're gonna have fun with it it's gonna be a good time um you'll get to learn a lot about podcasting and taking your podcast to the next level the the um if you haven't seen the whatchamacallit the schedule is all up now so you can go and peer through all of that i mean it's 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 jam-packed with an oh, incredible nice. amount of speakers uh over two days it's it's gonna be it's gonna be so much fun it, it really it really did your who did your graphics? So, who did my graphic? Readily Random Graphics. Go to readilyrandom.com. Oh, Icon what a Larry good job. is incredible. He did all the graphics. Yeah. He did the t-shirt. If you haven't seen the t-shirts and the uh, the other accessories are available. You can get a fanny pack because this is the 80s, right? So uh, <laughs> so we have a, a unisex shirt. We have a, fe oh, a female shirt. We have uh, phone cases. We have stickers. I got more stickers I'll be giving away uh, if you answer the questions. You know, trivia questions, right? And we have more coming to this to this store as well. So if you go to youricongear.com, you can uh, you can pick up your your limited edition shirt uh, before the conference gets here. I just placed my order yesterday, actually. So the and the 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 unisex shirt comes in uh, three colors: blue, uh, pink, and black. On the sleeve, you have IndiePodCon virtual. So we might still I might still offer this shirt after the fact, but the IndiePodCon virtual uh, badge on the shoulder on the sleeve will not be there after this. So this is a limited run of this shirt. Cause I mean, the logo is awesome. So I, I'm probably going to keep offering it after the fact, but you just won't have the extra, like, you know, badge of honor on the right. side. I mean, most of our shirts <laughs> uh, with the exception of this shirt, uh, yeah. usually have the icon or the Mapcon branding on the, on the sleeve. So uh, I'm looking yeah. forward to, to that. And they're super, the, the inner circle, the inner circle brand. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm in the club yes exactly exactly well i, I you know it, it it's such an honor to have people wear my shirts like literally four years after they've you know after the fact so oh i'm sure um, yeah, and yeah. and i and i attribute a lot of that to not being a big billboard for the event itself it's you know that the sleeve is enough to this shirt doesn't have it which was kind of a shame, but because it would have been the last one to have the Mapcom branding, though that's where we announced the changeover to independent podcast conference. So, yeah, you know, it's whatever. It's not a big deal. But uh, on this one, we have the IndiePodCon virtual tag that uh, for this for this 80s event. So, yeah, go to uh, youricongear.com. And if you've enjoyed this episode of the IndiePod Daily Show, please feel free to share it with the podcaster or entrepreneur or creative in your life. And uh, I will see you all tomorrow for Free Ride Friday, where we'll be giving away a free ride into the IndiePod University. And uh, if you haven't heard, that's where you can learn to launch, grow, and monetize your podcast uh, with its uh, community, resource, you know, 150 plus hours of resource videos, and so much more weekly calls, uh, group calls, 
and more. So anyway, uh, I will see you all tomorrow for Free Ride Friday. I hope you all have a great uh, rest of your Thursday. I hope that the people down south are staying safe. Uh, I know that it, the destruction has not been great, but some of the videos I saw have seen a lot of people driving around, so I'm not, I, I haven't had much time to look into what's going on down there but i hope as many people are staying safe as possible um and uh you remember you are a podcaster so you are a leader and always lead with love 